Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Coffee Connections Insights with Innovators. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your Rocktioneer. Uh, very excited about today's episode. I've got some great friends. I'm really looking forward to sharing with you uh, their mission, what they're doing, uh, and everything in between. Uh, we've got the Fox Theater Institute, Lee Burns and Ali Grubb. I'm going to tell you about them in just a second. For those of you first tuning in, this is Coffee Connections. We're talking to Atlanta nonprofits. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays right here. Uh, if you're on our YouTube, please subscribe. You know, go ahead and get the notification, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. You can always find us on uh, Facebook and at yourrocktioneer.com. Uh, today, our guests. Well, you know, even before I talk about our guests, uh, anyone that's tuning in, I, I do want to let everyone know we're thinking about you. Uh, you know, the Texas and everyone's just affected by the hurricane. So I hope everyone's safe and, uh, and uh, you know, that you get the support you need. Um, so I just want to put that out there because it is, uh, as we're doing this, let's not forget what's going on right now. Okay, so today, the Fox Theater Institute. Now, Lee Burns has 17 years of historic preservation planning and community development experience with different state agencies. Uh, she's previously worked as uh, the Education and Outreach Coordinator for the Georgia Main Street Program of the Georgia Department of Community Affairs. Uh, she's very, very dialed into the community of our of our theaters uh, all across the state of Georgia, uh, the arts, et cetera. So I'm really excited to share Lee Burns with you all. And then Allie Grubb with the Fox Theater is here. She's the marketing director. Uh, she's very skilled in the whole nonprofit organizations, event planning, publicity, uh, having fun at concerts. She knows how to do that. <laughs> and uh, uh, she's got a very strong media uh, marketing presence and um and she's, uh, I should tell you all, she is a graduate from the School of University of South Carolina. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, let me go ahead and bring to you both Allie and Leah. Hey, y'all. Hi. Why, hello. I'll let you uh, both go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more. I'm going to take myself out of the video for a second. Tell us about, oh, wait a second. I always forget. I'm like so excited to get to the guests that I always forget to ask. This is Coffee Connections. I mean, I've got my coffee, which is a matching coffee mug. It's my to-go mug, Conscious Alliance. I try to make sure I'm, you know, matching That's today. That's cheating. That looks like tea to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, it's tea. I, I, I will, I'm, it's honesty. But what do you have? What, Allie, what mug do you have there? You know, I thought, why not bust out the old for Fox's sake? And... Um... <laughs> I think Lee, we did not plan this, but um, Lee's got a little something similar. Should we toast Lee? Cheers, Allie. Cheers. <laughs> it must be a rite of passage for the Fox Theater to have these mugs in some capacity. I think so. Like you, Seth, we too are not drinking coffee. <laughs> I don't know if I should ask what you're drinking then. <laughs> Just don't. Just don't. It's I 2020. Still... There's no more rules. But, but in drinking coffee, though, when you drink coffee, are you a dark roast, light roast? What's, what's dark, your preference? All the way. Dark. Dark with a lot of cream. Sorry. <laughs> I'm iced or hot? Um, Hot in the morning, iced in the afternoon. Thank hot you. before noon, iced afternoon. Thank all you. All right. Final question. French press or drip? Neither. Who's got the time? French press on <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Neither. Well, no. what, what else is there? Fancy. If you don't do French press or drip, what are you doing? I don't know. Well, maybe I don't know what drip is. I just drip like your 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 you know yeah. percolator drip, kind of deal. Drip, drip, drip. I'm a French press drip. girl on Saturday and Sunday. All right. Time. I'm inspired to that. 
<laughs> so now, would you both please share about your mission? Tell us about the Fox Theater Institute, what you what your mission is, what you all do for the state, et cetera. Sure. I mean, we're really lucky at the Fox. Our, you know, our mission is to preserve and share the Fox Theater and really and truly, you know, it's an honor to do that every day. A lot of people, and Allie's going to talk a little bit about what people think of when they come to the Fox, but for us, just the fact that, you know, Save the Fox campaign, some 50 years almost later, we're still preserving and sharing this magnificent landmark. I mean, it's, um, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, I think just to speak a little bit about how the Institute even came to be, um, many, many moons ago before my time at the Fox, other historic theaters would call us and, and say, um, you know, hey, how do you, uh, who did your seats? Or uh, can you provide a vendor contact for your, for your historic neon? And how do, we, how do we change our lights while also still preserving our building? You guys are doing this right, obviously. And, and those calls just kept coming in and we thought, you know, hey, maybe there is something to formalizing this and, and properly serving this uh, network of theaters that is looking to us as an example of not only how to uh, preserve our building, but to stay modern and, and relevant. So um, in addition to preserving and share the Fox, I think our goal is to inspire a sense of awe every time somebody comes and walks into our building. And um, we try to do that too. Through, through preservation, we still try to help, help these guys make an impact. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about what impact you all have been able to make uh, you know, th throughout these years? Well, I'll, I'll kick it off a little bit and just talk about FTI and the impact that we've had. I mean, since we began in 2008, we've now given out about $1.8 million in grants statewide. And we provide technical assistance to performing arts centers and theaters and cultural centers all over the state. We just make sure that we're engaged in everything, not just the brick and mortar of the building, but the operation of the building. And, um, you know, the Institute also has amazing outreach and educational programs, you know, Fox in a Box, our Friend of the Fox membership program, and even Fox at the Fox, where we have students come here. So we're, we're just involved in all kinds of outreach programs that can really reach out to the state. Uh, we also provide, like Allie was saying, technical assistance. We help those theaters find the best architects and the best contractors and the best support that they can from anything from sourcing, you know, the right equipment to having the right people install it. It's part of our job and we love doing it. Um, we also, many of you probably know about Georgia Presenters. It's a group, statewide group booking consortium. We have about 55 presenters around the state networked in that we help with um, all kinds of performing arts grants as well. So we're really lucky in that we're on the operational level, we're on the you know performance level, and we're also on the preservation level. Now with some of these uh, theaters, like tell, tell some of the viewers here what, what some of the theaters that you recently issued grants to uh, and what the process might be like for someone like that. Uh, and yeah, just, just elaborate a little bit more on, on what that the grant situation looks like? Yeah, there's a lot of theaters that we've worked with in multi-phases. You know, a lot of the theaters that we support haven't been able to even open to the public um, since, you know, they may have had a 40-year period of time where they've been closed. Um, right now, 
Um, we've been working with Winterville Auditorium out in Athens Clark County. Um, it was a public school auditorium that was closed for many years from a fire and they reopened and getting themselves kind of back up. It was kind of a hollow shell when we got involved. And um, places this past year, like Southside Theater Guild, uh, down in Fairburn, we helped them put a new roof on their on their building. Um, Strand Theater up in Marietta, we've helped them with some ADA projects. And we just try to make sure that we're with folks from the very beginning, from the pre-planning through, you know, through the actual grants and completion. No, that's great. Now, I, I could speak to being at a couple of the big check ceremonies, and it's it's really amazing that the gratitude that you get from these um, these theaters, but also, I mean, it's amazing what these theaters what what they are to the communities that they're in. Um, you know, there's it's just uh, there's so much uh, performance that goes on there um, of all types. You know, not just you know music, but different community plays and whatnot. And it's just a it's such a breeding ground for wonderful things. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, to the ability to to give them these grants. I mean, what what someone might say the difference makes of a ch uh, some nice seating. It really does make a difference. And and people, I mean, you, you see, the, I, I would imagine. Correct if I'm wrong, but the attendance probably picks up at these venues, uh, these theaters, with these uh, with the these changes that come in. Definitely. I mean, I think when you make it more comfortable, you know, sound alone has changed so much in venues, and even you know, you can hardly keep up with that kind of capacity, you know, even technology, you know, people run their lights and sound from an iPad at the back of an auditorium built in 1928, you know, just to see that kind of, you know, happening with all the technology is really exciting, especially from somebody like myself, who's really has experience in historic preservation to see the, the updates to these buildings and not to mention green changes and how much money um, switching to LED, you know, power has saved these buildings and some, you know, reap rewards of four to $500 a month that they can put into education programs, outreach, even more artists. So that's, that's really fun too. No, that's really an interesting thing. I, uh, so when someone sees like, I could see on, on some level, like someone's like, why are you guys giving so much money to a theater so they can get like an LED lighting marquee? But it's not just about like this beautiful modern marquee. They can save that money and they can reappropriate or whatnot. Uh, they can redirect that those funds to such other programs. That's that's yeah, amazing. Absolutely, um, summer camps. I mean, it can go back into so many different things. And we even here at the Fox, you know, we've been through our own LED conversions and the the money that's put back into our operation. I mean, you know, those are those are things when people come here to the Fox, they probably don't think about a lot, but they really do make a big impact. Mm-hmm. And I think to Lee's point, I mean the renovations to the theater itself is one thing, but the residual effects that an operational theater can have on, on a community, on some of these rural uh, towns, main streets. I mean, they really are the anchor. They're the, the heartbeat of these communities. And if they're operational and they're healthy, then so are the surrounding restaurants, the hotels, the, uh, the small local businesses and shops, um, they depend on these theaters um, to be that magnet to draw to draw the to be an economic driver for their town. So I think you know the Fox was once threatened in the '70s, and we know certainly we're at a time now, even through this pandemic, where we're we're threatened again, and, and so are these smaller theaters. And 
and it's it's more important than ever than to to try to find ways to help everybody stay open not just for the theaters um mm -hmm. lifespan but for, for everybody around them that that suffers as well yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense so i mean if you think about any of these most of these theaters are on a strip and they might have two three restaurants couple bars now if they have one show a week that's business for all those businesses um, yep. because you're going to get a drink before or after the show. You're going to get dinner. You're going to make a night out. And that's right. That, that's, that is amazing. So, you know, yeah. it's hard to think about all that. Um, but, but that's where you're, uh, the, that's where the impact really lies. Yeah. We read, you know, for every dollar small venues generate in ticket sales, um, area restaurants, hotels, and retail establishments realize like $12 of revenue. So it really does, it, it trickles, it trickles down and everybody, any, everybody benefits. Um, and we're at a point now, you know, before the pandemic, our biggest challenge, I think, was just raising awareness about all the good that we do outside of our core Fox business, which is providing incredible programming and all the the wonderful artists that grace our stage, you know, that's one thing, but um, what we do outside of that business is really important. But now during the pandemic, you know, the, the biggest challenge is just figuring out how to continue helping these theaters because we're at a, you know, extinction level um, with some of these smaller venues. And I know the Fox has joined forces as an independent theater ourselves with with Neva, I want to talk a little bit about, which is the National Independent Venues Association. And um, oddly, this pandemic, I think, has really sh uh, shined a light on some of um, these theaters that have always threatened, but especially now, um, because things are just so dire and, and, and things are um, really threatening right now. So we are, we've joined forces to help, um, to help raise awareness and get, you know, some of our state reps and legislators and decision makers to make sure that they um, provide that financial assistance to these to these independent venues that are the lifeblood, like we mentioned, to so many communities and hardworking Georgians across our state. Yeah, no, that, that's 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 amazing. And uh, that that organization has picked up now. I believe there was a, a, a some movement uh, on that this week with Sh uh, Schumann. What was his name? You know, what I'm talking about or no? Schumer? Schumer, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, luckily they're, they're, they're organized. They, they've made a huge impact. Um, Klobuchar is a co-signer of, you know, the Save Our Stages um, re restart bill. And I think it's, it's getting attention. Bigger artists are coming forward and championing the bill, try to get um, these venues included in the next relief package so that they can operate and, and we in turn can, can continue to financially support our theater of networks um, that have depended on grants and, and now federal assistance to remain open. Um, there's just this enormous ecosystem around these theaters that are dependent on them um, or, the, or the whole house of cards falls. Yeah, now Lee, what's going on with some of these theaters that you've all worked with it through these years? How are they surviving right now with no income? Uh, and and mind you, I'm just gonna make an assumption that they're still paying rent, right? Well, obviously, most of them are hopefully self-owned, or um, the buildings are owned by cities or counties that are working with them on you know keeping them you know in situations where they're solid. I will say that there's a few that did a lot of virtual camps over the summer for kids and made some small funding there. 
Um, a few of them are starting to have weddings and special events. Um, even more of them are starting to do movies again in a limited capacity, but they have to often run multiple shows because of the, the numbers that can be fulfilled. Um, so many are starting to reopen to limited capacity, but of course there's a lot of them that won't be able to reopen for quite some time. And uh, we're just kind of trying to give them as much support as we can and as much information about grants that they can get support that they can get, how to reach out to legislative um, representation and get their voices heard. But absolutely, I mean, there's a lot of them that um, in very small rural parts of our state that will really struggle to reopen. Uh, now, before we move forward, uh, you mentioned Fox in the Box. Mm -hmm. Now, you showed me Fox in a Cup. <laughs> what is Fox? Can you talk more about Fox in a Box? Yeah, Fox in a Box is our outreach program. It's been around at the Fox for many years and it's grades K through five. And we have this um, really fabulous exhibit that we take out that discusses, we open it up. Um, it's kind of a mock theater. It um, has all kinds of interactive activities for kids. And we talk a lot about uh, social history in Atlanta, architecture, um, historic preservation, and anything and everything that kind of really revolves around our life here at the Fox Theater. So we bring a little bit of the Fox Theater out to schools. And, um, you know, it's just a joy for us with the pandemic. Um, one of the most recent developments with Fox in a Box that we're really thrilled about is that we're going to be looking at taking the program virtual for the first time. Um, the program's really only so far been featured in Metro Atlanta. But when we go virtual, we'll be able to offer it in other counties. And we've received two great grants, um, one from AT&T. Huge shout out to them for a $25,000 grant. And then 6000 from Georgia Council for the Arts. So we're really lucky in that we're going to be able to transfer this information and virtually share it around the state. That is, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned you got these grants. So yeah. I, I imagine you get grants. You give grants. Mm -hmm. Where does most of your funding come from? Grants or from uh, individual donors like you out there? Yeah, so any funding that we um, go after for grants, it's only for education. Um, we, um, in the past, have done grants from Fulton County, City of Atlanta, Georgia Council. We're really lucky that we have these partners that will help us fund our education. But for general funds for Fox Theater Institute, that comes from ticket sales. So every time um, a patron comes and buys a ticket, has a glass of wine, gets some food, um, spends some money uh, on merch, and then also fees, you know, those go to the Fox Theater Institute. Wow. Okay. So every time I go to see a concert <laughs> at the Fox, yep. I'm supporting other theaters. That's right. Absolutely. And not just ours, but almost, you know, sometimes, well, I would say up to 60 theaters so far that we've given grants to over the past five years. So yeah, you inadvertently haven't just supported the Fox. You supported hometown theaters for a lot hmm. of folks. Well, now I feel a lot better about the uh, amount of money I've spent on drinks there. <laughs> um, well, what about fundraising? Like, how have you, outside of these amazing revenue generators that you already have in place, uh, like you mentioned, how else are you raising money with individual donors? 
Allie, you want to take that on a little bit? Talk about partnerships or anything with that? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's had to get real creative with how they leverage, you know, their their current and past corporate partners and, and what programming we can do. I mean, right now we're working on, um, well, we are, we have announced an organ concert that we will be um, presenting um, live through our Fox channels this Friday at eight. And there's going to be a, there's going to be a fundraising component to that after the fact. Um, so I think it's just getting creative with whatever programming you're able to do right now. Um, we sit in a lot of town halls, virtual town halls with other theaters and, and just kind of brainstorm and get ideas about what everybody's doing and try to adopt them ourselves. Um, so in addition to that, I mean, every, anything and everything's on the table. We're just exploring all, all options, but we're excited right. about the organ, the organ concert coming up. Um, our resident organist, Ken Double, uh, was able to get a gracious uh, sponsor from the Theater Organ Society um, to to produce the the pre-recorded concert and WABE is going to re-air it this uh, this Sunday at 10 p.m. So you'll get two times to tune in and um, we'll you know we've incorporated some messaging on how you can if you so wish to uh, donate back to the Fox you can um, they can probably go right here to foxtheater.org right that's right that's right um, so so that's so I want to get a little bit more about the challenges of fundraising now, but in the past, how did you, uh, what other type of fundraising you did? I mean, I know for, for one fact, we, uh, I was involved with the revival, which was a great fundraiser. It was the first time concert, uh, event, um, for that of this magnitude for the Fox theater Institute, correct? Where we had, uh, we had all the, we had mobile bidding. We did a, a we auctioned off a guitar off the stage and several other things as well. Um, talk a little bit about revival, talk a little bit about plans there, uh, what was done in the past, and then we'll shift to the future. Allie, you want to take that a little sure. bit? I'll talk about last year, just a minute. Um, and then, you know, one of the great things about revival show was that it really happened organically. Um, we worked internally with staff, but we also had so many partners from Georgia presenters around the state that reached out and help support the show by bringing people to the concert, donating items for the silent auction to the concert. We had a concert committee that was represented by partners in music around our state, not just Atlanta-based. And of course, there was so many Georgia artists, but um, it was just for us an amazing experience um, to kind of bring together partnerships that we had had you know, for more than 10 years at that point and kind of just celebrate that evening um, I'll let Allie talk a little bit about the funding we were able to raise and some of the music parts of that. Well, I, I do think Seth's being a little humble here because I think truly without his voice and um, our, our rock chenier, um extraordinaire, we, we would never have been able to raise the amount of money we did during that concert. I mean, we were able to um, just mobilize so many different tactics from the live auction, pre-show, and the marquee club with memorabilia. We were able to have donated and pulled from our own archives um, to the, you know, to, to the live auction on stage that um, you were you were instrumental in, in helping us pull that off. And I think, you know, through that example, a lot of our theater uh, partners said, hey, you know, this is what has been the missing piece. I think it's, you know, 
preservation and, and fundraising is not the sexiest thing, but um, certainly w- when you tie it to rock and roll and um, and you give it and you amplify it and and you just kind of give it give it a purpose and give it a place to 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 expand. I think it just really elevates the whole the whole the whole mission. So I mean, we never would have raised over a hundred thousand dollars, which we did that night. Um, that again goes back to help these theaters um, in our network. We we never would have gotten that without this model that you helped us implement. So it's my hope that we um, that we continue to do so every year, and again and we raise the bar every year and, and fine tune it. But um, certainly, I think our partners, if we did anything, our partners saw, saw how they can adopt that same model um, and do something similar to raise money. Oh, well, so thank you, a- Seth. Thank you, Seth. It was, it was a true pleasure. Trust me. I mean, I, I, I who else can say they got to open for REM? <laughs> no, sorry, few. three fourths REM. Right. Three fourths REM. Few. You know, <laughs> few, um, very few. So, yeah. So you know, revival obviously can't happen in 2020. Well, there's a lot that can't happen. What are there other things you're 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 looking at doing this year uh, to to fundraise? Out that's well, you know outside of the box, no, you know, pun intended there. I think, you know, we're lots of exciting conversations coming across everybody's desks. Um, nothing, nothing firmed up yet, but I think sky's the limit and everybody, this is such new, uh, <clears throat> just such new water people are trying to navigate that we're all just trying to make it work. Uh, how feasible these can be, you know, whether it's a streamed concert, um, or whatever. I think we're all just trying to figure it out. So certainly we hope to have something um, this year or early next. So, and, and certainly when we're back open, we want to, we want to get a live uh, revival back in the building. Revive the revival. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, before we move on, is there anything else you all would like to share about uh, the Fox Theater Institute? Um, I will say that we're working on a few other things. If you go to our YouTube channel, we have a great collections talk and presentation by Michelle Chef that we did when the pandemic kind of started. We've been trying to do a lot of outreach um, virtually. We're also working on a um, self-guided architectural tour guide of the outside of the building. And we're just continually trying to think of experiences for our patrons to have until we can reopen the auditorium. And that's so important to us. And um, of course, social media is still very active and Allie and her team do a tremendous job on that. We've been doing trivia during the summer on Tuesdays. (laughs) We've had a lot of great input from that. And, you know, we just really want to continue to tell the Fox story and uh, we love hearing from everybody. And let's not forget, if you haven't seen the new Marquee Club, uh, it is just gorgeous. Like really nice job. You all did a... I know that was a lot of planning and a lot of work, uh, but that that uh, VIP lounge is is really great. And when the Fox does reopen, I highly encourage people to to check that out. Uh, yes, well, <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for your time uh, and and your efforts and everything you do. Uh, we started with the video. I, I pulled a little bit off of your website, and I encourage people to go to the website to see the full video uh, and the music. Uh, I know someone was asking in the comments what band that was. That was Great Peacock. That's off their new album. Uh, they are a band from our region, um, and they actually played at the Marquee Club before. So, you know, a little tie-in there. Full that, circle. Um, yeah, Yeah, full circle, you know. Um, but we close every 
episode of Coffee Connections with you, our guest, getting to choose our next guest. And I'm curious if you have anyone you'd recommend to be on Coffee Connections. So for me, I chose Chris Escobar. Uh, Chris is just an amazing partner to Fox Theater Institute and to the Fox Theater. As you know, he runs the Plaza Theater and the Atlanta Film Festival. He continually kind of steps up for us and helps us promote film at the Fox. But also, um, many of you probably had some great experiences at the drive-in movie with him this summer out at Plaza. And if you haven't, I would encourage you. So Chris Escobar is, is my suggestion. Yeah, I love Chris, and I second that. Um, I would also say, um, you know, Matt Weiss and Rohit uh, Malhotra from the Center for Civic Innovation. That organization is doing amazing, incredible things for Atlanta and have been for some time. Uh, they they have recently uh, applied for a Google grant, um, a, quite a big Google grant, to uh, reinvest uh, in Black women-owned businesses in Atlanta. So uh, I think right now they're in the, the public voting phase of that Google grant, and, and we, we, we certainly voted for them. They've done some work with us, um, uh, some facilitations for our organization, and, and they're doing great things for Atlanta. So that would be my suggestion. That's a good suggestion. I actually, that's so funny. I haven't, uh, I didn't even think about Matt, but Matt, uh, we go way back when he was in Entropy. Everybody uh, knows Matt. Yeah, Everyone knows right. we. I mean, like I'm talking like the late '90s, you know, just to show the show the gray in my in my life, right? Um, yep. Very cool. Well, uh, I I will reach out to you all so we can connect and hopefully they'll join us here. Uh, before we close, is there anything else you want to share? Thanks, thanks so much, Seth, for this opportunity. We love talking about the Fox as much as we love experiencing the shows. I think Allie and I both our hearts are in sharing it. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all. I can't wait to get back, uh, you know, back into the theater. It's, uh, I mean, if you, if you're, if you've, even if you don't live in Atlanta, the Fox is just an experience, you know, and it just, just, just walking in there. I don't, no one has to be on stage. You're going to feel excited and feel good. You know, we, I miss that feeling though, of walking into the venue, getting ushered to your seat. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it brings yep. a tear to my eye. I'm, I'm, re I'm ready for shows all. again. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, folks, well, thank please you, check Seth. out the foxtheater.org. You can see that down there. Uh, for <laughs> Fox sake, I love it. I can't believe you both had a similar mug. That's just amazing. Um, I look forward to seeing you all. Thanks, everyone. We'll uh, see you. Uh, we're going to take off next week uh, because I'm going to be doing the Benefit Auctioneer Summit. I'm going to be going to a virtual auctioneer conference so I can help my clients uh, with more ideas and connections through the auction industry. But uh, till then, we'll be back. I'll share Coffee Connections. You can see all of our past episodes at yourrocktioneer.com. Uh, thank you all again. Ladies, have a lovely day, and we'll see you all right back here.